Hello there. What's going on? We have nothing in our brains. No, totally empty heads. It's beautiful. Yeah, so let's just get right to it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's. Why not? <laughs> it's episode 67 of Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. Let's go. Today is October 16th. My name is Laura, as Alice already said. And I'm Alice still. Cool. Happy hour. What are we drinking? I'm going simple today. I've got Tito's and soda. Got a little, a little lime LaCroix mixed in there. It's, it's lovely. That's pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. Got, How about you? Uh, I got old trusty here. What's the old? There it is. Oh, oh, yeah. She's got the Coors Light. We're whipping out the classics. I thought of a fun catchphrase. Give it to me. You know, like in the High Republic, you can say, for Coors Light and Life. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I love it. <laughs> I've been holding that in for like two weeks. Oh my god, yes. That's amazing. For Coors Light and Life. We should have, we could have a shirt that said that so that we could get sued by Star Wars and Coors Miller, Miller Coors or whoever owns Coors Light. Um, I think if we used a different font, it would be okay. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, we gotta get back on that. That's on me, guys. Sorry. If we got the shirts and shit, that's gotta happen. We gotta have it uh, happen before... Star Wars Celebration, so people can, wear, people can wear our cool shirts to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, we're slow. <laughs> That's on me, you guys. Hey, it's... guys, we're three years in, yep. and uh, guess what? <laughs> we might have merch someday. Maybe not. I don't know. But it'll be a thing at some point, so. Holler. Yeah. Um, nothing in housekeeping, though, for us today, yeah? Nope. Not for me. Cool. Uh, and then... Let's see. Do we have any caravan of correction? Not that I know of. I don't think so. We probably got lots of stuff wrong, but like, yeah, that's cool. If people don't want to tell us, it's fine. Nobody cares yeah. anymore. All good. <laughs> We're tired. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be a probably pretty quick, but also pretty fun episode. Yeah. News is sparse, but we do have some other things to sparsely talk about. Sure. And then we have questions. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, thanks to everybody who wrote in. We got some really good questions to sort of fill our time today because, yes, news is extremely sparse. Um, one thing that came out sort of unexpectedly, though, yesterday was the Star Wars Vision soundtrack. Um, and I didn't even know that that was going to be a thing. And I think that that's awesome um, because some of the music, I think in, let me think, what episode was it? Not lopping whatever the fuck, but there's one. Oh, it was um, the bride, the village bride one. The music in that one I thought was like particularly peak. It was so good. Hmm. So I'm excited to sit down and listen to that. But because that came out and we still don't have a season three and four Rebel soundtrack, I felt the need to tweet and complain about that yet again to the powers so that be. Crazy. I hate it so much. Yeah, I don't understand why. Is it that hard to put something on a soundtrack? I have no idea. It's like you already composed the music. You put it in the show. Send it off to Disney Music and have them put it on a C- CD. Yeah, I guess we don't. Do we do CDs? Does anybody do CDs anymore? Like Spotify or yeah. Apple Music or whatever. Yeah, you just press upload. Mm-hmm. You just 
you drag and drop and press send, upload. Send it to me. I'll do it for you. Happy to. Yeah, it can't be that hard. No. You guys already right. did all the hard work. You just gotta you just gotta finish the job. Yeah, you know? just give it names. But it's really not, it's not on the Kiner people, the Kiner brothers and whoever. It's like Disney music. This is all their fault. I don't understand how it's that hard. I don't to either. Do a soundtrack. Does anyone do soundtracks who listens to us? If so, why is this difficult? Yeah. Wrong answers only. <laughs> Unless you know for sure it's the right answer. Yeah. And the right answer, I think, for now is just to keep complaining about it to Disney Music because that's the only way anything's going to get done. So if you are also upset about this, um, sorry to sidetrack from the Star Wars Visions. Congratulations, Star Wars Visions, for having your own soundtrack and it being out. I'm sure it's great. Please complain about Star Wars Rebels not having soundtracks <laughs> if you want it to actually happen because that's the only way to get attention. Totally. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hot when it finally comes out. Um, we're gonna talk about music later. I'm excited. We're gonna get into that. That was one of our listener questions. Um, so then, other piece of news that I wanted to mention is kind of a non-topic, unfortunately, for me and Alice because we have not read book two of the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. So there's a new excerpt out for Thrawn Ascendancy: Lesser Evil, which is book three. That comes that book comes out November 16th, but there's an excerpt on StarWars.com that's out if you want to go read that. They I didn't actually check. Normally they put the audio book whatever clip in there too. I didn't see if they did that for this one, but Thrawn books are amazing as audiobooks because Mark Thompson's Thrawn is so good. So if it is out there, highly recommend. But we'll put a link to it in our show notes if you do want to go check out this Thrawn excerpt. Nice. Yeah, I skimmed over it and I just um, I need to read the second one. There's a character that they mention, like, in the headline of the excerpt called Thras, and I was mm-hmm. like, if Thras and Thrawn were a couple, what would their couple name be? Th- it would, <laughs> would Thranas. I don't know. Thrawns. Thrawns. <laughs> I don't know. Thrawn-ass. Yeah, I like Thrawn-ass. Um... <laughs> They're probably not a couple. I don't know. But if they were, thrown ass it is. I ship it. Um, so that's that's all we have on that. Um, the only Hashtag other... thrown ass for life. Yeah, exactly. We ship it hard. Um, the only other piece of news that we have, I think, that we found is that Marvel's creating a comic miniseries set aboard. Boy, I'm sure I know. I used to know how this word was pronounced. The, is it Hal- Halcyon? Okay. It's the name of the ship that's going to be the, uh, like, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Dar- at Walt Disney World. So it's like the Star Wars Hotel. And they're doing a comic miniseries that's like set aboard that ship. It's going to be five issues. And the dude that illustrated The Rise of Kylo Ren is going to be illustrating this. And the, his name is Will, Will Slinney. And he, um, the cover of it has Buriaga from the High Republic on it, which is confusing. Yeah, they said... The story spans 275 years from the ship's maiden voyage to interaction with the First Order. Do Star Wars ships last that long? I guess so. It must have been, like, really... Do all the ships have the hyperspace powers in the High Republic? I don't know. I think maybe some of them do. Because, like, what was that ship that was traveling through hyperspace in Light of the Jedi, the Legacy Run? Like, it was in hyperspace, so some of them must yeah, have had it. Yeah, but do all of them? I don't know. I don't know. And do people keep ships for 300 years? Also, I thought this was supposed to be, like, a luxury experience because it is priced as such. Are you telling me I'm going to be flying 
when I go to this, I'm going to be flying on a fucking 300-year-old goddamn ship. I'm like, is it going to look like a 300-year-old yeah. ship? Or is it, are we going to talk about how it maybe got renovated in the last year? We put in some luxury bunks. This is a fucking expensive experience for a habit to be taking place on a 300-year-old, allegedly, uh, ship, the the Halcyon. Yeah, it better have, like, quartz countertops. Yeah. Hardwood floors. There better be luxury bath products in the bathroom. 12-foot ceilings. Mm-hmm. Crown molding. It's gonna be super classy. Yeah. Marble. Everything better be automated. There better be a uh, fucking, um... One of those, what the a bidet. There better be a Keurig. There better be a bidet in the bathroom. I want, I want, you know, no holds barred on this. Got to be, mm-hmm. it's got to be luxury. Fenced in area for the dogs. Filtered water for my butthole. <laughs> so, I imagine it'll come up in this comic series, right? Five issues. You've got five issues to tell me whether or not there's going to be bidets aboard the the Halcyon. I don't know why I can't say this word. Um, but yeah, Buriaga's on the cover. Star Wars Halcyon Legacy is the name of the of the series, and uh, that'll be debuting at some sometime next year, I guess. So on this ship I was trying to think of a fun question like I mean they would have had to have gutted that entire thing yeah if it's almost 300 years old yeah I'm just confused I'm just like you know are you just trying to like get people that are coming to the hotel to read the high republic like I I guess that I'm just surprised that 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 they would have gone that route, that they wouldn't have, like, focused more on, like, the movie era, you know? Or, like, a sequel trilogy or something. Like, you know, the Disney movie era, I would think, would have been the kind of area of focus of when you wanted to set this story, which it is. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be references to things like the High Republic, so maybe it's just going to be one of those things that's a little bit more rewarding for the people who have read the comics and the high republic books and all that i wonder if it's gonna smell like old like an old library books or something or like yeah. mothballs both it's hot yeah yeah like in hocus pocus where there's that guy who like cuts his mouth open and goes Pah! and the little balls fly out his mouth do you want to know something funny i've never seen that movie oh shit i know <laughs> who are you i don't know <laughs> this is done oh, yeah. you don't know a reference i'm talking about that I, so many people know yeah <gasps> well it happened last time you made a reference to that music and then somebody tagged us on twitter and that was like thank you for talking about that song and i was just like i had no idea what she was talking about <laughs> do you remember Can't the rap even song bear to look at you laura mm-hmm. yeah i don't blame you it's all good I can't look at me either right now. I'm, uh, you know, we talked about this off mic. I desperately need a shower. If I were you, I'd be turning my camera off if I were you. I probably need a shower more than you need a shower. Maybe. That's all we have in news. We have recap on tap stuff. <laughs> Should we take a drink break? <laughs> Do we need one? I've had like literally four sips of my drink, so I think we're good. Is your gigantic can of Coors Light still mostly full? Are you good? It's good. It's good. still... uh. It's still this full. Okay. There you go. Beautiful. Um, Now, we talked about last episode, talking about this Galaxy of Sounds um, series that came out on Disney+. Plus. That was a surprise Disney Plus drop. Um, You're shaking your head. Did you not watch it? (laughs) I did. I started watching it, and then I was just like, 
why? Yeah, it was very much a a sort of atmospheric experience. It's one of those things that's like must be it, I imagine it would be really nice to have on in the background. I turned it on and actually watched all seven episodes um, and like actually paid attention to them because I was like, this is going to take me 45 minutes. They're only eight minutes long. There are like seven of them. I guess that's more than 45, but like it, it was, it was pretty easy to sit and enjoy, but it was one of those things where I'm like, this would be so great to just like, if you just need some background noise or something while you're cleaning, this would be a fun thing to have on. Oh, I think I think things with, that are just noises, they're great for dogs. Yeah. I'll keep dogs entertained. Yeah. So I'm basically a dog because I also yeah. would be entertained by this. Heal. <laughs> yes. At the So at the end of each episode, there's a line of text that says on the screen, it says, Galaxy of Sounds is a tribute to the visual and sound artists who have helped create the lasting legacy of Star Wars. And it was... I just thought that that was perfect. It's all of the music and all of the dialogue, most of the dialogue removed, and it's just sounds all set to, like, a different theme. So, like, episode one is called Wonder. Episode two is Excitement. There's a light and dark side episode. They each get their own. Um, but I wish I could, like, set this as my screen. Like, I wish I could set the episodes, like, as my screensaver. So when I walked yeah. away, like, my computer would just be making, like, fun Star Wars noises. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Excitement. And I was just like, uh, too much going on and noises. And... You did not find it stimulating. No, it's not for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I thought I I thought it was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. This is one of those things that like I was kind of surprised how much I enjoyed it because it's like I fucking love Star Wars music. Everybody loves Star Wars music. It makes so much of the story what it is. So the fact that this is something that completely removes that entire element from Star Wars and I still managed to enjoy it, I thought it was great. That was really fun how they edited stuff together. Um, they kind of take clips from different, all the different movies and they include The Mandalorian. Um, and like they'll edit together these scenes in a certain way where the sounds are sort of overlapping um, or enhanced. And I just thought it was really fun. Apparently there's these like ship fly through series. There's a biome series on Disney+. Plus. I haven't watched either of those. But I think this is supposed to kind of be in, like, that same idea. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll have to check those out because I, th- I thought this was neat. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't see those other ones either because I'm just like, eh, there's lots of other TV to watch. There and is. Also, I'm studying for a test. Yeah. See, I would think that this would be something that'd be fun to have on in the background while studying for a test. I have to watch classes. I've got to watch like 40 oh, hours of... Got it. It's not reading studying. It's modern right. day studying. I get it. It's been right. a while since I've been in school, um, in case it's you practice haven't exams and watching courses. Sure. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. But you'll get through it it's and okay. then you'll be done. And then you can make more money at your job or something for whatever reason you're doing this and just look fancy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. street cred you just wear like a ball gown that says i'm a pmp yeah i'm a motherfucking pmp people are like what? i'm a pretty <laughs> m- a monkey pretty person <laughs> <laughs> i'm a pretty m- m- malicious mm-hmm. keep going Poser. <laughs> yes. I'm a pretty magical princess. 
princess. Pretty magical princess. You That's are indeed. Me. PMP. Yeah, motherfucking PMP. Um, the Star Wars Vision series. Did you no progress there either? Look at you. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two for two, yes. All good. Um, So John Roca and I talked about it on the most recent episode of The Jedi Way, which we went three months without doing an episode of The Jedi Way. That's my fault for the most part. Um, But there's a new one out now, and we talk all about Star Wars Visions, and we go through all of them. And he's a much bigger anime fan than I am, and a much bigger, like, general Japanese filmmaking enthusiast. So he had a lot more intelligent things to say about it than I did, where I was just like... I liked the punk rock music and Tatooine Rhapsody. <laughs> so it's a fun uh, balance, if you will, I think. Is there anything new that you learned or that you kind of felt differently about after that conversation versus when we talked about it? Well, I hadn't, I had kind of forgotten about how the last episode ended. Like the last one sort of ends in a way that I thought was really unexpected. Um, it takes like a pretty dark turn because the whole episode oh. is just kind of like, it's like a journey of like these this group of four people wandering through, you know, on horseback or whatever kind of creatures, like on their way to a palace to confront some evil Sith person. And one of them's a Jedi, one of them's a princess. So there's some like Obi-Wan Satine vibes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of think it's just like, oh, this is like a fun sort of a new hope type of thing. Because these two other guides are kind of like the C-3PO and R2-D2 of this this particular short and then it just like it just like takes a nosedive into like really dark territory but it's like also very cool um so i really enjoyed revisiting that one in particular nice yeah nice 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 Mm -hmm. nice the twins is still super extra and i still really enjoy that episode yeah, extra is the exact right word for it. It is. Okay, um, last up, did you listen to the whole thing of so, Race to Crash Point Tower? I did, and I actually just finished it like a couple of minutes before we started recording. It's only like three and a half hours long. It was a mm-hmm. super fast listen, um, and it takes place concurrently with The Rising Storm, and it uh, the characters are a little bit you know younger, and obviously it's a middle grade novel, so the whole thing kind of feels a little bit younger um, but compared to like sort of the the overwhelming amount of stuff happening in the rising mm-hmm. storm, I almost wonder if like this was part this story was part of that book and somebody was like, There's just too much happening in this, we gotta separate some of this out. And so they're mm-hmm. like, Oh cool, let's go visit these like young Padawans who are I think they're like stationed on Valo, like near yeah. Lonisa City, is where their temple is or whatever. And it was, it, it was just interesting. One of it, the main protagonist is like this kid that's like a kind of a mechanic. He's a Jedi Padawan, but he like is super socially awkward and never wants to like talk to people or interact with people. And How he doesn't is his ever name pronounced in the audiobook. Is it Ram or Ram? Ram Jamaram is his or Ram Jam. Yeah, Ram Ram Jamaram. His name kind of rhymes. It's weird. Um, but he's he's kind of cute, and it's just yeah. it's just an interesting story. Like it's fun to sort of see where he ends up at the end of the book because he's so he's so focused on wanting to be like a mechanic and be a better mechanic and figure out how being a Jedi and being a mechanic can kind of be one in the same. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, he sort of finds himself in a place where he's like a lot more open minded and he wants to explore the galaxy more, and it's really cool. Um, we get little flashes of like Vernesta Rowe. She's in it every once in a while. Um, and then most of it is like not a ton of other characters that I was super familiar with. I think they may have all been new for me. Um, 
Yeah. So some are in the Higher Public Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Comics. And I think it's Daniel Jose Older who writes the stories for those, actually. Gotcha. Um, so it makes sense for them to be brought into this book. And I stopped the – I'm not up to date with those comics anymore because after, like, this – or around when this book came out is when um, Ram actually shows up in the comics, like, after oh, cool. all the fair destruction and stuff. Yeah. So I – I'm not caught up on those anymore, but um, I, I really like the Higher Public Adventures. <laughs> I think they're so good. That's awesome. I'm really excited. What, how how often are they coming out? Because I'm now that I'm like caught up month. with the regular comics, I'm really frustrated about how slowly they come out. Like I think the the new one comes out. I think next week when this yeah. episode comes out. But I'm like, I want it to be more. I want it to be faster, please. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just once a month. I don't know how people like. It's so hard to wait. I know. And then you're like, oh, I forgot what happened before this. And then, yeah. Yeah. So much, so much. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited. I just like so many books and I want to read them and I just don't have time. Like I wanted to start Out of the Shadows and I haven't even opened up the first page yet. See, I start. I restarted Into the Dark because the first yeah. time I listened to it, I stopped and then went too long and I forgot everything. And started mm-hmm. listening again, and I'm, like, really enjoying it more the second time. Oh, good. Like, so much. I don't know what changed, but, like, I think I kind of picked up a little bit more on, like, um, what's going on with that, like, is her name Orla Jereni? Is she the... Oh, yeah. The, the white, very, very, like, the sort of... more lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um had, I think she has, like, a sort of <laughs> um past, like, affair with one of the other Jedi that's in there, and it kind of dances around that a little bit in their flirtation um in the part of the book that I'm in, which I love, because anytime we're getting Jedi getting it on, I'm fully on board for that, uh, so. Uh, uh, uh. I kind of like her whole vibe, too, because she's just, like, struggling with her decision of, like, wanting to be, like, a wanderer or whatever the hell that they're called when they're not, like, officially... Jedi attached to any kind of temple anymore. They're called Wayfinders. Wayfinders. Right? That's it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I, I'm enjoying that part of her journey and kind of the introspection that we get with her. So mm-hmm. I, I'm liking that and I'm excited to keep going. I think I have eight and a half hours left in the audiobook. I'm only about a quarter of the way through. So. Oh, great. Yeah. All the Nile. I mean, yeah. All the, not the Nile. Fuck. What are the animals? Oh, the Drengear. Yes. Those will all make a lot more sense to you to apply towards the comics that they are in gotcha yeah race to crash point tower had a lot of uh drunk action in it too surprisingly yeah. yeah i love my books i like books that are easy to read i just wish i had more time because we're now going to be behind on two thrawn books yep we have a handful of high republic or i guess we're only really behind on one high republic book the middle i mean the Young adult book, right? Yeah, and then we're gonna have that big long break before we get like the next before we get into like next year. So I I'm not too worried about getting caught up on High Republic, but yeah. I also am coming off of a time where I've been super busy, not able to read, and now I have a lot more free time to do so. So I'm pretty pumped yeah. about that. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna be busy until January with book and the or with studying, and then I'm gonna go home for the whole month of December. Right on. Ew. 
I can't imagine being gone that long. I would just be so annoyed. (laughs) I want space. I want to land where, you know, vending machines make the headlines. Okay. Being impacted by COVID. That was a news article. Vending machines impacted by COVID. Was it you I was talking to about how vending machines apparently are like a very kind of lucrative thing to get into? No. Like to like buy one and to like Tell me. put it in like a very strategic area. Like you can actually make like a lot of money if you can figure really? out the right place to put it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I was watching something or listening to something where someone talked about how they got their kid like a vending machine. And that was like how the kid made money as like a teenager and stuff was like having this vending machine. I was like, what the fuck? That's awesome. I don't remember where I was listening to this or where I heard it, but weird. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Weird. You know, there are people, I think there's like a handful of people every year who die by vending machine. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Like people who their shit gets stuck and they shake it and then it falls on them and they die. Oh my God. <laughs> the, whole, the whole machine falls on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's some I mean, I feel like in order to have that happen, you have to have like a lot of rage, like primal rage to shake a machine that much. And so I feel like that's a little bit of a um natural selection thing at play. Give there. me my Swedish fish, you <laughs> dumb whore. <laughs> Just want my <gasps> Cheetos. Fuck. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't be one of those people, you guys. That's not Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't be like that. Nope. Be good. Be kind to your local vending machine. Exactly. And they'll be kind to you most of the time. Not always. part of your ecosystem. Recycle. What? Otherwise, you're going to become a headline in Alice's newspaper. Yeah. Feed it all of your quarters. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just excited to have more space and to have a yard. And yeah. Great. I mean, you have like, you have your own apartment, so... Now you're going to have to share space with other people. Well, with my dad and lots, like, five times plus the size of my one-bedroom condo. Hmm. Gotcha. So that's fine. Fair enough. More than fine by me. Also probably warmer than here, I imagine, in the month of December. I like cold weather, though. So I don't like being hot. It's normally like 80s and muggy. It's just gross. Got it. All right. And there's not much to do because people down there don't like getting vaccinated for some reason. Mm. So I'll just be in the house. But you could go fight vetting machines. You could battle Royale. I don't know what, mm-hmm. you know, what else do you expect to do down there? It'd be a fight club. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll somehow lasso them um, and wrangle them into the high school football field and then... We'll just say, all right, go. Alice, please, you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Squid Game, I mean. <laughs> I actually haven't watched that. Did you watch it? Is it good? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Okay. I enjoyed it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You want to get into listener emails and tweets and shit? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I didn't know what order to put any of this shit in, so I just kind of went real random. Perfect. Um, so the first, the thing that we put out there was a, a tweet yesterday, and we were just like, what's on your mind? Ask us a question. Let's talk about Star Wars. And... One of the replies we got was just from listener Pat, who was just like, I'm really excited that Ewan McGregor is in my city right now. So I'm like totally geeking out about that. And it's amazing. And I immediately empathized um, with the excitement that Alice must be feeling secondhand. Ooh, what city was that? I have no idea. He didn't say. Oh. But there must be some con happening somewhere where Ewan McGregor is all Hang up in out. their shit. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. You know, he's not scheduled to come to C2E2, but Hayden it. Yeah, Hayden is. So that'll be fun. All right. Cool. Yeah, I saw the New York Comic Con picks um, where there was the plexiglass Plexiglass, partition. (laughs) Very silly. Yeah. I don't really get the appeal, but to each their own. Correct. Yeah. I would only do it if I could do my wedding picture idea where I have a little bouquet and a veil and a cute outfit and I just stand but like touch and I make it into a Christmas card. Yeah. And you stand like a sort of typical wedding pose. Yeah. Maybe you toss the your veil or your dress so it kind of flies. There's some motion, if you will. You're going to need yeah. to get a professional wedding photographer to do this for you. Okay. Okay, so you'll come and you'll hold a fan. Yes. So that I have beautiful... Flowing locks. Flowing, yes. Yes, and his should be too. The beard should also be flowing. Mm. Blowing in the wind. Should it be? Like Dumbledore. I want it just like... (laughs) I want it to be hitting you in the face. (laughs) This is my idea. This is my vision. Please don't disrupt... My artistic vision. I mean, if you're going to bring a fan, then sure. Yeah. As long as I look good and mm-hmm. um, my ass isn't showing. Why your ass? Well, if the skirt is, if I'm wearing a skirt and there's wind, you have to be careful. Oh, not to like blow, not to do an updraft, if you will. Right. Got it. Yeah, that's fair. This is going to be on my family Christmas card after all. Don't worry, Alice. I'm a professional. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Got <this>. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's all. That was all we have today in Kenobi Watch. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. On to questiones. I had a really hard time with this one. Okay, so this is from Billy. He is master of puns one nine six on Twitter. He's got a podcast that is S Y N S Pod. That's S Y N S. See you next summer. And his question for us was: What is a fake Star Wars product you wish existed? And if you could make a fake product with a character. Star Wars character, what would it be? And his whole his example was that he wanted to have like Babu Frick themed Boba Fett costume. So it was like Babu Fett, Frick, Frick, Boba Freak. There it is. That's it. I don't know. So, so that I that's a great idea. I'm not sure if I could come up with any kind of like equivalent similar idea to that. Do you have anything? Um, my idea is I want a giant baby Yoda pram nap pod. Got it. Got it. Like for you to sleep in as an adult nap pod. Right. Yeah. Hence giant. <laughs> I want, um, <laughs> that's funny. I also have, um, Yoda, baby Yoda related things. I want baby Yodios cereal. That was our idea. We came up a oh, long time ago. Yeah, Yodios. Yeah, baby okay. Yodios. Um, and then I want to get like a giant egg like the Jawas have in season one of The Mandalorian. I want one of those, but I want it to be like caramel filled, like a chocolate Ooh, egg. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like it should have been like a missed opportunity in terms of marketing around like Easter time. We could have had that. It could have been like a Cadbury. Right. Um, what's the word? Cro- collaboration. Yes. Cross, yeah. Cross collab. Thank you. Love that. Thank you. Um, in yeah. terms of like also like other products though, and this isn't really a product, um, but I ran with it anyway. I wish that there was a Star Wars musical set on stage. You, it, it's like mind blowing the effects that they could achieve on stage with the Harry Potter play. So I think you'd be surprised how well it could be adapted to stage. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Well, you know, there was a Star Wars, Star Wars burlesque show in Chicago. Really? I'd see that. Called A Nude Hope. Mm-hmm. That works. So it has been on stage in some 
Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And there were there were titty tassels, I imagine. I guess so. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Um, so. That's that's really fun though. But yeah, I think it would work. Not really a product. Star Wars on stage. It's a product that I would buy though. I'd pay for that. I mean, you can sell. It makes money. Yeah, exactly. I'd buy that merch. You know, I have a Harry Potter and the Cursed Child mug. I have two of them actually. Because I was like, I'm gonna break one. I better get two. Smart. So I have to. <laughs> Haven't broken one yet. Knock on wood. Smart, smart. Yeah. All right. Next up. Question is, if you could set one principle for Lucasfilm when it comes to Star Wars content, what would that be? This is from our friend Aaron on Twitter, and his example would be to use Vader judiciously and only in very important moments. See, I think that's a really good idea because we've got so much Vader content, at least in terms of comics, uh-huh. it feels a little bit overdone. And like they know it's going to sell and they know it's going to make money and people are going to read it. So that's why they keep doing it. I get it. But I'm like, it is kind of, it's feeling a little overdone at this point. Like how many different Vader comic series do we really need? 512. Okay. Well, that's a very specific answer. So thank you. Mm-hmm. They've got You're a ways welcome. to go, I think, still. Mm-hmm. But in terms of other principles, what other ideas do you have? I would like them to have everything planned out. No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Like, why you think that you would pay like four billion dollars for something and just wing it? Like, who would do that, Alice? Why would anybody do that? Guess all the cool kids like to do it. I guess so. Yeah, no, it's that. I don't feel like you're asking for a lot, but I feel like in some respect you must be asking for a lot because it didn't happen for the sequel yeah. trilogy. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Laura? Um, I have this idea where I want for every two on-screen projects that relies on a fan-favorite character like Ahsoka or Lando or like a popular time period or something like that, like even, I guess, like Cassian, for any every on two on-screen projects that relies on those people, create one on-screen project that is completely new, unrelated characters and stories. So thinking like The Acolyte and Star Wars Visions, just stuff that like stands out as being very different and Mm -hmm. being in really unfamiliar time periods. Like The Acolyte is still kind of a mystery of like what exactly that time period is. Um, Like when did the High Republic fall? I don't know. So that that's the kind of thing that I want. Like at first I was like for every one on screen project have that. That seems like too much for every two on. I would just want more stuff that's just different. New and different. Because mm-hmm. I just thought that Star Wars Visions was so refreshingly different, and I want more of that. So that's what I got. Nice. And then the third principle will be, if something has a soundtrack, put it on Spotify the next day. No. How? How? How would they manage that? You ask too much. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. God damn it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. I would be yeah. on board for that one. Another one where, again, I can't imagine it's asking a lot, but it must be. We must. We got to be missing something. There's something in that process that doesn't work. I don't know. For shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next up from our friend Matt at Blue Bantha Milk Co. 
He says, am I the only one who can't handle the voices in the audiobook for The Rising Storm for Senator Tia Toon and Montessa Chekat? Don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Don't know. He says, it sounds like a ratio stereo- stereotype meeting Dr. Evil. It is. It is very much that. Um, Matt sent in a really, because I don't think that we can play an audiobook clip on our show without getting into probably some kind of trouble. Um, we're going to play the sound that Matt sent us. That is imitating it. In case you're unfamiliar with the audiobook reference that we are making in that, I think it's Mantessa is the one who sounds like Dr. Evil. And then Senator Tia Toon, I think, is a Sullustin. And so mm-hmm. the voice sounds a little bit um, offensive. So here we go. Oh, what are you doing with a dangerous energy weapon? I'm firing lasers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could even hear that because I'm not sure where the speaker is on this phone. No, I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I'll send you the audio file so we can actually stick it in. But yeah, the, the Mantessa thing is like hysterical because I think there might be another character that sounds a little, I'm like, it sounds like Lauren Michaels, who is the producer of, uh, of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And it sounds like, yeah, Dr. Evil sounds like Mike Myers a little bit. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. I I don't know. Why was that the way we went? He was, I feel like Mark Thompson was like, you know what? I have a Dr. Evil impression. What if I tried to do that in Star Wars? And somebody somewhere said, yes. And that's why we have what we have, I think. <laughs> do it. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, I, I think Aris actually brought that up to me too, because he listens to the audiobooks and he's like, um, did you get a Dr. Evil in your audiobook? Did you did you catch that? And I was like, Yes, I did. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people caught that, and that was um it was a choice, guys. It was certainly a choice that somebody made. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One million dollars. It That's was grop. just, yeah, it's wild. Some grops. Next up, from Jane on Twitter. By the time of the sequel trilogy, do you think that the former Jedi Temple on Coruscant is considered a Sith or Jedi Temple, being that it was taken over by the Emperor? Could it be somewhere in between or neither? Now, I looked into this because there actually is a canon answer for part of this. Um, she's specifically asking about the sequel trilogy. There is no canon answer for that. I don't know what, you know, we're going to be speculating on that. But after the fall of the Jedi, in that period between, like, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, the Jedi Temple became the Imperial Palace, and it was the Emperor's residence. So we've got that information. That's canon. After the fall of the Emperor, Masa Meda was hanging out up in there a little bit. He was being held hostage there for a little bit. And then it turns into, like, a big question mark. I don't think it was a Sith temple at any point because the only Sith in the sequel trilogy era were on Exegol. I think it's built on top of one because, yeah, yeah, that's it with the Coruscant temple. I'm pretty positive, like way in the basement. Or was that not in canon? I was almost wondering if that was Legends, but I don't know. No, no, no. I think there's something where the Coruscant Jedi temple is built on top of a temp of a temp of a Sith, Sith temple. temple. Okay. Um, and I don't think, God, I wish I would have finished Alphabet Squadron because they go to Coruscant in the last one or they're about to. And I just, I have like 20% left and maybe that will tell us what happens. I don't know. Um, but damn it. I read, I'm like failing so hard today. I read through the wiki, the Wikipedia entry and I couldn't find anything on that. That doesn't mean that it's not a thing. I may have just skimmed over it, but. 
Yeah. 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 I think that um I don't think it's I I don't think it's affiliated. It's unaffiliated, yeah. I have a headcanon idea of what it could become. Yeah. In the sequel trilogy because Luxury once apartments. Yeah, like that that was one idea. When we had um The Fall of the Empire and once mm-hmm. Masameda left, now you've just got this big standing building and it's empty and who knows what we want to do with it. My idea, turn it into a museum. It's not going to be a Sith temple, it's not going to be a Jedi temple. We're going to turn it into a museum. We're going to give tours. There was like this big vast library, there were gardens, there were Jedi quarters that may or may not have been repurposed when the Empire took over. There was like the Emperor's bedroom, I imagine. That would be cool to see. But they could do like a big souvenirs. They could use like the big spaces for like ballrooms for events or for concerts. Weddings. Weddings. There you go. Like let it become a public space that is accessible for all. And if there are force sensitive people who want to go meditate in the gardens, great. That's fine. The souvenir shop's going to kill it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck we're, yeah. We're building on the idea of taking over Vader's castle in Terrifying Tales, and we're we're applying uh, it to this. But I want to turn it yeah. into a museum. So the idea of that, like, I just think, I kind of always thought that, like, the idea of, like, what the Force is and, like, what the Jedi kind of stood for, like, their principles in my mind, it kind of always contradicted with, like, this idea of this big, opulent edifice on a densely populated planet. Like it just, it doesn't really line up for me mm-hmm. that that would have ever been a Jedi temple. I don't know, but that's just, that's just me personally. So I, I like the idea of let's return it to the rightful owners of course, which are the people that live there. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's my idea. Doesn't, yeah, it maybe probably we'll doesn't a story need... that says what happens to it. Exactly. I'd be really curious to find out. Cause that's a, Big old building to just have it just hang out and sit there empty. It's huge. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question or not, Jane, on Twitter, but I enjoyed um, giving that some thought. Yeah. I like chit-chatting. Yeah. I love Coruscant. It is very cool. It's a mm-hmm. really cool planet. Lots to do there. Mm-hmm. So much to see. Lots of, lots of ships flying all over the place. Lots of traffic to coordinate. I don't know. All right. Uh, next up, question from our friend Katie. Lickle Pickle on Twitter. She's the best name. I love it. I love saying that username. It's so fun. <laughs> it's fun in the mouth. Yeah. She asked a question about Star Wars books. Yeah. Uh, Katie says, I haven't read a Star Wars book since Legends became Legends. Where the heck do I start? Oof. I know. So many things. I have like general recommendations of what I usually recommend when people ask about reading Star Wars books, but I wanted to ask her a follow-up question, just kind of narrow it down. And maybe personalize it to her a little more where I just ask, like, do you have a favorite era, a favorite trilogy, a favorite whatever of Star Wars that might help us narrow it down a little bit? And her answer was that, like, the Disney era of Star Wars is what she's really into. And when it came to Legends books, she liked the Koran Horn ones. I don't, I'm probably not saying that right, but I don't know anything about Legends. And, but they're about Force sensitivity and swashbuckling adventures. So that's what she's into. Alice, what do you recommend? You know what? I'm just going to throw it out. Start with the higher public. You only have two books that you really need to read, Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm. And then you're just set in a book bubble and everything so far, like you won't run out of content just starting to with the higher public. Um, and there's more and more to come. But I think you get your force sensitivity. There's some wild, wild west. There's fancy stuff. It's just it's all different, you know. 
That's so funny you say that because I have Light of the Jedi on my list too. I have four to recommend and that was, I I also have that on there for the same reasons. It's like that kind of, I think that hits both buttons, you know? Yeah. Um, I put, this isn't set during sequel trilogy or the Disney era, but I put Dooku Jedi Lost on that because Mm -hmm. there's just fun Jedi stuff and fun adventures happening in that. And it's just a really great audio drama by Kevin Scott. And I also had Leia Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray on the list Mm -hmm. of books I'd recommend because Claudia Gray is like such an amazing writer. I think she's, she's got to be like top three in probably everyone's list of like Star Wars writers who's ever read a Star Wars book. Um, So Leia Princess of Alderaan, I think is a good one because she does like kind of have a, there's a little bit of like force sensitivity. Like she's kind of picking up on a little bit. Or, like, there's little hints of it in that book, which is, like, really interesting and fun to see see her explore and try to figure out what it is. Um, and then Force Collector by Kevin Shinnick is the last one that I'd recommend. And I stand by that book. I think it's really underrated in terms of the Star Wars novels. I thought it was a great I story. Agree. A really, really yeah. great story. There's, you know, when you talk about Force sensitivity, that's basically the main protagonist of um, that book. And it's set around the sequel trilogy if i remember it was part of the rise to the um journey to the rise of skywalker but i don't remember exactly what time period it was set in i think maz kanata is in it so i think that it's like somewhere in that general vicinity yeah and his grandfather was a jedi yeah like a jedi that left i think the order at some point um so yeah all good recommendations i think i also but yeah i love the idea of just recommending like just get started with the high republic and see what you think because you're totally right like light of the jedi rising storm if you just hit those two and you like what you read then opportunity the door's open to keep going you know and Mm -hmm. the high republic is such a fun era that i think hits both of those buttons too yeah it's a lot less overwhelming when the pool is smaller Mm -hmm. you know Yeah, I mean, people always come into, I think, the Star Wars novels and wonder, like, should I start at the beginning when they first started writing these novels in, like, 2014 when they became part of the canon? Do I read them in story order? Like, don't bother with any of that. Like, figure out what era you like and you want to be in and pursue that because I think that's, that's kind of the best way to go in terms of a place to start. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah, keep us posted, Katie, on what you end up deciding to read and what you think. Yeah, I'm for sure. Curious for updates on that. Exactly. <laughs> be like, don't be afraid to tell us that our recommendations suck. Um, yeah, that's fine too. Because they might. Who knows? <laughs> um, I like to think we're educated on the topic, but maybe not. So, the, one of the uh, this is our penultimate question, if you will. If you were stuck on a deserted island, which Star Wars droid? Would you like as a companion and why? And this came from Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. They are Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter. I would choose K2SO. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good one. Because he is tall. What if I had to pluck something from a tree? I wouldn't be able to pluck something from a tree. No, I don't know what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be screwed. I have to fucking try to climb a tree. I can't climb trees. That no. would fucking suck. Yeah. So I need a tall droid, one that's tall and or flyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's tall and has opposable thumbs, so I think he'll be very useful to me. Yes. And he's funny and entertaining. Yeah. So that's Good jokes. also a bonus. Um, mm-hmm. 
Somebody responded to that on Twitter saying that they want a mini fridge, a droid that has a mini fridge and a place to charge their phone, which I just thought was awesome. (laughs) Super practical. Um, I like the idea. Uh, I didn't even think of K2SO and I don't know why, because my answer is Clink. Um, He can fix things and he has arms and legs, which seems like an advantage over something like BB-8 or something like wheels. Mm -hmm. Um, He can make you breakfast. He can make you a drink. And I I think that that would be advantageous to have arms and legs. Yes, also maybe for the tree climbing ability. um, Because I'm not climbing any fucking tree. I'm Mm -mm. probably just, I'm going to die on that island. Um, But the other idea I had came from Race to Crash Point Tower. There is a droid in that book that I don't understand what kind of droid it is, but he can be converted somehow into a vehicle that you can fly on I and it I, was like a gonk droid yeah looking thing i i don't know but it was i pictured it yeah i mean it's on the cover of the book and i still like wasn't totally sure what i was looking at but i think having the ability to fly off of this desert island that you somehow got stuck on um if you can get that sort of droid slash vehicle hybrid model going on mm-hmm. that might be a good option nice yeah all right cool yeah, with, with K2, I could stand on his shoulders. Yes. You know, if I don't feel like walking and we could go on strolls together and he could tell me jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm all for this. I, I ship you and K2SO. K2. Al. Al. K2SO. Al, you? So. K2. Sal. Sirens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <In the> background. <laughs> Yeah, clearly it's a bad idea. It's uh, awesome. There's been a lot of sirens lately. I know. Anyway, our final question that we got from all of our lovely uh, listeners, because we got so many good questions. So thank you again so much to everybody who who took the time to write in since we were real short on <laughs> stuff to talk about today. Um, our last uh-huh. question is about our R- Mount Rushmore of music. And this question comes from our friend Tyler. His idea is to pick one track from the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, and then one track from outside of the movies and have build your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars music. Alice, would you like to go first? Um, yes. Okay. I will go first because mine won't be as good. Um, should we tell them what Tyler's Mount Rushmore is? Oh, yeah. Did he send his in? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mine would be the OG Star Wars theme, classic, Duel of the Fates, fully iconic, and Ray's theme. And then for his outside the movies, he'd go with the Mandalorian theme. Thanks for reading my question and keep up the amazing work. Yay. And I, yeah, I got to meet Tyler in Brooklyn when I was there for a Schmodown event last week and it was so fun. Uh, that's awesome. It was a blast. Thanks, Tyler, for the question. Uh, so I am going to match a chunk of Tyler's or half of Tyler's. Okay. For the prequel. Oh. Oh, I feel like I knew. I wrote down. I knew. I know your answer for this, but maybe I don't. I struggled because I know what I wanted to say, but I know what I truly feel like it should be, and I truly feel like it should be Battle of the Heroes. Interesting choice. Not at all what I, th- I thought you were going to go across the stars. Across the Stars, it's awesome. I think it's one of the best things, but it's not... It's not on your Mount Rushmore. There's not as much oomph. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's fair. 
What else you got in your Mount Rushmore? Or should I do my prequel trilogy? How do we want to do this? Uh, I'll go. I'll put together my whole okay. face mountain. Got it. Um, have you ever seen Mount Rushmore in real life? No, I haven't. Me neither. Is it far away? I don't know. I, I was actually just wondering that. I'm like, geographically, I don't know where it is. I think it's in South Dakota. Maybe. I don't need Alexa. I, I do not need to go there. Where's Mount Rushmore? According to Wikipedia... Mount Rushmore is a massive sculpture carved in the Black Hills region of South Dakota. Yes. Nailed it! It's roughly 60 feet high and the granite faces depict U.S. Presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Construction was started on October Alexa, stop. Is she going to read the whole entry? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just wanted to know what state it was in. And then I find out. I didn't even know who was on it besides George Washington. You got a whole lesson. We all learned some stuff today. Yeah. I kind of want to see Mount Rushmore one day, I think. Yeah, I have no need to go to South Dakota. I'm good. I've never been to South Dakota. I've never been to Wisconsin. There's a really funny moment in uh, the What If Marvel series where um, the Frost Giants put frozen mustaches on all of the Mount Rushmore guys. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Aww. Uh, um, let's see. So prequel, I have Battle of the Heroes. Yep. OT, main Star Wars theme. Okay. Um, sequel trilogy. Ray's theme is the only thing I can think of. Right I know. Now. I had a hard it's time. Different. I had a hard time, like, not doing Ray's theme because it is really good and really iconic, but I, I had to go with something else. Uh, outside the movies, what do you got? Um, Outside of the trilogy movies? Yeah. Or, out, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't remember what the stipulations were. Rogue One, whatever that song is with, like, the little xylophone or chimes. Yes. That noise. Yeah. That song I like. The whole soundtrack of Rogue One is just so good. Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, what's your Mount Rushmore? Okay, mine's epic. Get ready. All right. Yes. Original trilogy. Now, if I had a choice, first off, my Mount Rushmore would not have the original trilogy in it. I love the music and the prequels in the in the sequel trilogy. They just it just resonates with me more. But if mm-hmm. I had to pick, because I don't get to play, I don't get to make the rules here. There is a track on the Return of the Jedi soundtrack called Luke and Leia that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. So that's going to be my my original trilogy. Prequels, right. I'm going Love Pledge in the Arena. I love a sweeping, swell, romantic theme. Gets me in my yeah. feels every time. Love the scene where it happens. It just, it's great. Honorable mention to Anakin's Betrayal and Revenge of the Sith because it's also a strong track. Yeah. Love Pledge in the Arena was on my list and I was like, is it too... Is it too sweeping and not punchy enough? Yeah, I love like, it. I love a good like lovey dovey. Punchy. Why does it have to be punchy? Is that your rule? That's your rule for this. It's just in my head. All right. Um, for sequel trilogy, I'm going the spark from the Last Jedi score. Um, around the two minute mark of that song is when you get that dent 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 and in it. That's like playing when Luke is confronting Kylo Ren on crate, and it's so mm. fucking good. And I love that part of that song. So yeah. sequel trilogy. The Spark, and outside of the movies, Star Wars Rebels does not have soundtracks for seasons three and four, but you can find the music for those seasons, some of the music, on the Kiner Brothers website. So if you navigate to the Star Wars Rebels section of their site, there's a track called Kanan's End Credits, and it absolutely destroys me every time I hear it, and it might be the song that destroys me more than any other piece of music ever composed. It is that sad and that good and that, like, just... So many feels like if I like if oh. I ever needed to cry on command, like on with no notice at all, you turn that thing on. You got me. 
I'm, I'm done for right then and there. Oh, so good. It's such a good, it's so much, there's so much good music and like that, literally that one episode. It's amazing. So I'll put, we'll link to, I'm going to link to that on our show notes. People can go find it. Cause it's, you all want to be in your feels with me. I know it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 So yeah. that's it for questions. Thanks everyone for sending this in. Yeah. Thank you guys. This is, this is amazing. It was so helpful for helping us fill the time. Thank you. <laughs> We haven't gotten questions in a while, but no. I love when we get to use our imaginations. Fuck yeah. It's really fun. We could be running the show at Star Wars. We've got so many good, dumb ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah. The best. It's great. The finest. Effervescence. Mommy Shandon. Okay, trivia. Celebration. We should do trivias. Yeah. All the trivia. trivias. Okay. Here we go. Trips, 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 Okay. And they're going to be like my own questions. So, question number one. What is the last thing that Shmi Skywalker says to Anakin before she dies in Attack of the Clones? Before she dies in Attack of the Clones? Yes. I love... Uh... Nailed it. The performance was just... It added something really special to it. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, in Attack of the Clones, Padme dies the same way. Yeah, she does. Much. What's yeah. her last? What's her last word spoken? Still, yeah, it is. All right, that yeah. one didn't count. It was my four. Um, Attack of the Clones. Who said it? The day we stop believing democracy can work is the day we lose it. Padme. Is it Jamila? It's Jamila. Ah, damn it! That's where. I was like, it's Jamila, and I was like, no, is this a trick question? Then I was like, is this a trick question for the trick question? <laughs> it's reverse trick questions. Damn it. Okay, half point. Mm-hmm. You had a half point. <laughs> Let's see. In Attack of the Clones, what is the name of the Umbaran who serves as Palpatine's staff aide? Is Slymore Umbaran? Slymore is Umbaran. Okay, Got there it. we go. Well done. Um, mm, 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 let's mm. see. All right. In Attack of the Clones, Anakin tells Padme, I'm haunted by the kiss that you never, sh- you never should have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a what? Scar. It is Scar. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Good job, Alice. Woo. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of me, too. Okay. Um, which city do visitors enter through hydrostatic force field membranes? They're not even giving me a movie or anything in this? Nope. Oh, I think I know. Repeat the question. Which city do visitors enter through hydrostatic force field membranes? Gunga City? Yeah, Auto Gunga. Yeah, Mm -hmm. cool. Nice. Um... Number two, who decides in the middle of the Genosian arena fracas to perform some droid repairs? 
R2-D2? Yes. They used the word fracas in that question? That's awesome. They did. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, am I reading this right? What? (laughs) All right, number three. Who is the first clone commander shown getting the order from Darth Sidious to massacre the Jedi? That would be CC2224 Cody. Bing, boom, 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 boom. And which overconfident Jedi tells Darth Sidious that the oppression of the Sith will never return? That was Mace Windu. Ding, 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 ding. Everyone celebrate. Yay. Yay. We're high-fiving a million angels. Hurrah. Fuck yeah. Epic. High-fiving angels? High-fiving a million angels. That's a 30 Rock reference. Oh. Okay. She holds her hands up in her ear like this. Like she's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> wow, I just hit myself in the glass. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Okay. Well, what to expect from our next episode, November 2nd, and... We'll talk about the new High Republic comic, inevitably, because there'll be a new one out by then, since that comes mm-hmm. out, like, next week. Um, yeah. Excited about that. Don't know about the the adventures. I'll let you talk about that one if you get caught up in reading it. And uh, not sure about what else. Because we have, like, we got Ronin, but I likely will not be able to read it by then. Oh, yeah, it's yet another book. I know. So many books. So we've got a High Republic book. We've got couple Thrawn books we've got Ronan and we've got the um the Padme book yeah but the Padme book got pushed that's like again yeah it's not coming out to like April or something now oh or February yeah I know that got pushed back unfortunately again okay I know I think it's a supply chain issue but I could be wrong yeah probably I read LinkedIn on the daily news things has supply issues a lot yeah okay yeah so next week we may need questions or next episode we may need questions as well i don't think we'll really have much of anything till that disney plus day i was gonna say yeah like how much news can we expect before disney plus because they're probably gonna want to do all the news that day so oh well that's okay Mm. all right we'll figure it out yeah maybe we'll talk maybe alice will be able to watch some more star wars visions we can hear your thoughts on that yeah we'll see they're quickies your face is a quickie it is yes i've heard that might be gross i don't know (laughs) I was watching this show called Ghosts, this new show, and um, it's got the girl from iZombie. It's based on like a British show, I think. Oh, I was gonna get. I was gonna ask if it was based on the Patrick Swayze movie. No, to me more. No, but so it's really funny because there are these ghosts in this house, and like if they die in the house, and they're kind of like stuck there to be ghosts there's forever. Some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this. House. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's like. Some woman from the 1800s, there's a Viking man, there's a Boy Scout troop leader, there's a hippie, there's Native American, there's like all of these different types of people who are like just ghosting around, you know, not knowing what to do. And the guy who is like the 80s yuppie, you know, like traitor guy, um, you know, they don't have the internet. They can't actually touch anything, so they can't use a computer, even if there was one there. But um, if someone actually gets to cross over, they get kind of like, you know, like light goes on them. And it's kind of like they just go, like, get zipped up okay. like, into heaven, right? Got it. Um, 
So the 80s trader guy around the other ghost, he starts referring to that phenomenon <laughs> as sucked off. <laughs> so, they're, so then they're having a conversation like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's really great to like see people get sucked off. And uh and it's like I've only seen people get sucked off like one or two times. I don't really know how often it happens. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if so and so got sucked off since we're giving his bones a real like funeral? I would really love to see him get sucked off. Jesus and just- Christ. Of all of the turn like you could beam me up, Scotty, is kind of what it sounds like. You could do beam up, you do sucked off. Wow. Well, that's what the eighties guy picked, and he's like the youngest of all of them. So right. like the human who can see them was just like, What? And he just goes it was my idea. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, what channel is this on? Like CBS or something. Jesus Christ. Ghosts. All right. Sucked off. Get sucked off Tuesdays at 8, 7 central on CBS. <laughs> Jesus. I laughed so hard. I was like, am I actually watching this? <laughs> Somebody who works on that show is just like, I don't give a flying fuck anymore. We're going to write this into the show. It's going to be awesome. Was <laughs> uh, that, that your toast too, by chance? Or is this just, I don't remember how we got here. <laughs> I don't either. It was worth, it's worth telling the story though, because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great sidebar. I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. So we, we can get to toast too now. Got it. What's yours? Um, okay, so I just had a gigantic gap open in my schedule. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. What a bunch of perverts. <laughs> Alice looked legit almost did like a spit take just now. I thought you were going to say you just had a gigantic shit. Mm-mm. Not today, not yet. Here's hoping, though. So I have a gigantic gap in my schedule just open up. And so I actually sat down and decided to catch up on Law & Order, SVU, and the new show, Organized Crime, that has Chris Maloney in it playing Elliot Stabler again, which I didn't even know that show was out. Like, Organized Crime is the show that I saw a preview for probably two years ago, and they already have, like, two, like, one and a half seasons already done. I didn't even know it was out yet. And so I was like, oh, shit, I got to catch up because they're doing all these crossover episodes with Law & Order SVU. And so I've started right around where the crossover episodes happen. And it's been so fucking fun getting to see Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson back together again on the show because they were partners on SVU for like 12 years, 12 seasons. And then Stabler left and I stopped watching the show because I was like, I don't give a shit about this anymore. But... He's back now, and I am, like, I'm not even kidding. It's, the show's on, like, its 23rd season, I think. 23 years it's taken them to get this far. I think they actually are going to, like, finally pull the trigger on this, will they, won't they? And, like, get them together. All signs point to that finally happening. And I can't help but think that this must be, like, the longest-running will-they-won't-they ship in, like, television history. I mean, like, we're talking, like, 1999 is when this show came out. I was 11. Like, it's been going on for so long. Um, But I used to watch SVU all the time in college when I was, like, working um, the, like, security shifts at the dorms. 
and I would work overnight and my job was just to sit and watch TV all night. It was fucking awesome. And so I watched... I've never watched it. I watched a lot of movies and I watched every episode of Law & Order SVU that was on at the time, which was a lot. Um, And so I'm like kind of... I feel like I'm reliving like my heyday, but now all I want in this life is to see these two almost 60-year-old people get it on on network television, so... That's wow. my toast, too. I'm really enjoying it. I had a lot of fun finally getting to, like, catch up with the show and then watching this new show, Organized Crime, which I think is really, really good. Um, so if there are any other people out there who stopped watching Law & Order SVU around the time that I did because you didn't care if Stabler wasn't on it anymore, get back on it because shit's going down. It's great. Huh. It's my... All it's right. my cool. I love a good. I love a good will-they-won't-they, they, you know? That's my, like, I live for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What you got this week? Um, my toast to TV because I love watching TV. Yeah. Even though I can't watch much of it now, but you season three came out and I'm super <gasps> excited. Yes. Have you not watched any of it yet? Uh, I started it. I watched the first episode last night and I watched the second one this morning. Did you see that Christopher Sean is in it? <laughs> no. From Star Wars Resistance, he like is in a he's like in two little scenes in the first two episodes, and I fucking saw his name in the credits, and I was like, wait a minute, what did that say? And then I saw him, and I was like, holy shit, Christopher Sean's in this. Like oh, that's awesome. Is he married to the guy who's in nine one one? I don't know. The operator man. The actor or the character? The actor. No, I think the actor's. Married to a woman. I don't know. He's the guy that plays uh, Kaz on Resistance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, is he married to a dude? I had no idea. There's also a guy... Maybe I'm on the second episode. I don't know. There's also a guy who was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but he got his start on that show Greek on ABC Family. I remember that. Kathy. I remember when it was when it was still ABC Family. I had a hard time finding him because the IMDb isn't up to date for every episode. For you. Um, And then it's got the girl from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Tati. That's a real person name, but she's the one of the sisters, the whatever sisters. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Anyway, it's very good. But then my other toast, too, is to Reddit because this thing I'm studying for, I went and I found a sub and everyone's like, all you need are these three things. And here's the cheapest way to do it. And don't worry about everything else out there. This will get you to pass the test. And I'm like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, girl. Get it. Half the battle is just wandering around aimlessly, not knowing what the fuck's what. So thanks, Reddit. Yeah. So by the time our next episode comes out, you are supposed to have, like, taken your test and be done with it. Yeah? No. Okay. It'll probably be, like, before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I thought it was November 1st. Got it. No, November 1st, I want to finish the course. Got it. Okay. Like the online video sessions. And then I have to do the application and do like practice exams and stuff. Sweet. All right. So, yeah. It's going to be a busy yep. month. Uh-huh. It is, it is. Hopefully it'll be worth it. That's it for me. So I guess that brings us to the end of episode 67. Woo. It Yay. Is, wait, was this 68? No, this is 67. You got it. Okay. All right. I'll leave that in. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating on Apple. Leave us reviews. It's fun. Spread the news to other people. Exactly. And if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, follow us at Pod or email our show at forcetoastpod at gmail.com. We answered lots of listener questions today, but feel free to send them in any time. We don't just, you know... 
there's something on your mind, we want to hear it. Mostly if it's Star Wars. If it's not, keep it to yourself. Um, but you can subscribe to our show if you want on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, Podbean, and Amazon Music is our newest one. So check that out. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>